Yo. Hey. Hi, uh, welcome to Encroachment. It's <laughs> Ricky here. What are you representing this week? Jesus Christ. Nothing. Um, <laughs> honestly, nothing. you know what? I'm not representing anything, but I need to start off the top of the show calling a bitch out. Okay. So me, I hope it's not me. No, it's not you. <laughs> Although no. Um, last fucking year, I had, as you know, a friend invite me to the Super Bowl. And after much effort to get in and find a place to stay and get all this shit done, the dumbass hoe canceled the last minute. And I was totally over this, or so I thought. Oh, God. (laughs) Until last night, in preparation for the podcast, I was first time again and it just reminded me of like I could have fucking been there and she stole that from me and yeah fuck mm-hmm. her so that's that well I mean I'm glad it's it's me I mean it's you and not me this week talking shit about people in their lives <laughs> when they listen to this they don't get married if she listens to this I know you're on character at this point but I don't care. Fuck that lesbian hoe. Oh, and we're specific. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, welcome. Um, this is Michelle. Uh, it's been a week. It's been a week. Wait, hey, what are you representing this week, home? I'm representing those who are done working. Nannies across right the world now. getting bit by their children. Assaulted by children. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> I honestly, I was not emotionally ready. I literally cried for 30 to 45 minutes. Like, it was hard. It was, I have a bruise. Like, that shit is bruised, swollen. I this was moments after you texted me about how, like, you were getting on the right path in life and how he likes Rihanna, and then he bit you. So, I'm trying to get him to like the Redskins. That's why he bit you. No. I think so. No, we were play fighting, and then he took a bathroom break, and then he was, like, running to jump in my arms, and then he hugged me, and then I went to hug him, and then he bit the shit out of me. That just sounds bizarre. A little psychopathic, almost. Oh, I love you. I mean, I have a comment. I'll text it to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you got for news this week? Um... I'll do my least interesting. Oh, wait, no, I forgot I changed my news. Um, all right, so I have Khalil Mack and Collins. Um, I can go first, I guess. Um, so, man. So the Khalil Mack trade, number one, I saw this, like, live happening on Reddit when everyone was tweeting, like, when Derek Carr, when everyone was freaking the fuck out. Um. I mean, I, let's do a little bit of recap, I guess, maybe. Um, he was the fifth overall pick um, for the Raiders. Oakland Raiders. He's an outside linebacker. Um, he just signed with the Bears a six-year, $141 million extension with $90 million guaranteed. Well, you can't skip over the trade first. Well, that's what he was trying to get for the, from the Raiders, and they did not mm-hmm. want to give that to him, apparently. Um, I also heard some rumors that him and John Gruden did not get along or he was not really wanted. Yeah, I heard um, they hadn't talked since February. Yeah, but he is now the highest defensive, highest paid defensive player in the league. 
in league history. Um, he is a three-time uh, Pro Bowler. He was the 2016 Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he, as a rookie, he started and played in all 16 games. He's actually played. He's started and played in every single game ever. He has not missed one single game since he was drafted and started. Um, so durability is nice. As a rookie, he had 76 tackles, four sacks, and one forced fumble. His second season. He uh, switched and played offensive line and right defensive end. So he played two positions. Um, he tied the Raiders franchise record for sacks in the game. Previously held by Huey Long, who I had a huge crush on when I was little. I thought he was so attractive. Howie Long. Oh, isn't he a commentator now? He, Yeah, he played in like the 90s. I didn't know him as a player because when I used to he watch liked. when I was he little, as like a young girl, I thought he was so attractive. I don't know why. But yeah. Young, dumb, waiting to be full of cum. Ew. I was like <laughs> seven. <laughs> Ew. 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 I'm disturbed. <laughs> Ew. We do not promote that here. Not at all. No child. Mo- no, no. <laughs> anyway, oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's recover from that. <laughs> In 2016, his third season, he got his first career interception and touchdown off of Cam Newton. He had a forced, he had a forced fumble in the final minute of the game. So he was the first player since uh, Charles Woodson in 2009 to have an interception, sack, force fumble, fumble recovery, and defensive touchdown in one game. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's cute. And then he had another good year after that. Notably, he sacked Kirk Cousins. Um, and yeah, so he like he is he's amazing. Um, he also was uh, allegedly like the voice of the team. Like he was one that rallied the Raiders because they were not doing too well before. I mean, what all. rally did he get? Because they still sucked last year, too, so. Yeah, but don't you know they used to win, like, one game? Like, one. I mean, I guess. Um, anyway, the debate is not about whether or not he's good. Right. Everyone knows he's fucking good. He's so amazing. Then he knew the debate he was is the good. contract He knew he was trade. good, and, he, and the Raiders did not want to pay him what he got. Um, so he had a holdout, and then... It didn't work out well for him to be traded for the Raiders. There were so many um, reactions. There's a lot of reactions from his teammates, specifically Derek Carr. Um, like, they were in shock. People were in shock that he was traded. I think it was just a fair assumption that he was going to just get a deal and stay with the Raiders. Um, and then the Raiders had the cap room. Um, so, it, again – the rumors of like the personality thing with the coach and him, I think that really just is kind of what it is. And John Gruden did not want him. Um, because when he did his first press conference as a bear, they asked like, why, why the bears? And he said, I just wanted to be wanted. So that's a little bit of shade. That's um, so fucking desperate sounding too. But also the, va- I thought it was really funny because as soon as he was traded, you know, Vegas has all these odds for teams for, like, the winning season. They have odds for everything. People like to bet um, who's, you know, who's going to have a winning season, win the Super Bowl, and who, I guess they have one for the likelihood of the coach getting fired. 
Um, their odds of winning their season in Super Bowl win dropped drastically after this trade, and the <laughs> likelihood of John Gruden getting fired jumped up to the same uh, same as, as Jay. That man so, is not getting fired anytime soon. John they hired and Jay him because they because hired him because history. he's a celebrity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, his history. They're going to Vegas. Big flash. He's a big personality. Yeah. They gave him 100 million guaranteed for 10 years. Yeah. He's working at least five of those years. Yeah, they did that to All Joe of this Gibbs. is overblown. Yeah, and also because, like, and I feel like he he no one else would have done this. No one else would have allowed it, allowed Mac to get traded because, like, once Joe get they did this at, with the Redskins once Joe or with Washington once um they hired Joe Gibbs it was like oh my god this glorious coach is returning like whatever you want to do it'll be fine. It wasn't. Fine. I mean, the conversation I want to have though about this is: Do you think it was? Details are great. Everyone knows the details. Everyone knows what's going on. Do you think it was worth it? I personally am in the Gruden camp and not that I don't think that Mac is a great player but I given the Raiders roster and how much help they need everywhere else I don't think they're in a position to be like oh we're gonna pay big money to like win now you're not winning now it's not happening um I just... and on top of that like when I think about impact players linebackers are impact players obviously they can like, look at look, look at Luke Keekley, look at Khalil Mack you have um JJ Watt down in Texas but you can game plan around a linebacker. Like it's not you going can to like, for a make or break player. your entire team. But if he huh? is, but if he is the locker room like like leader, like he was reported to be, and I feel like that's not too far off based off his teammates' Twitter initial reactions, like complete shock um, and disappointment. I, I, you can't, you can't quantify that. You know what I mean? It's really hard to quantify a leader. So now you're I know it's not 167 million dollars a year. I mean, I mean, for a contract. I mean, if clearly they don't think he is as important as he thought he was, and the Bears do. Um, I think that I do. I don't know if it was the right decision or not. Um, Time will tell, obviously. Yeah, but. Like, even the Bears, like, now, like, their entire team is so hyped now. Like, they are now looking at a whole different type of season. You know what I mean? And if one player, regardless of the position, can bring that type of, like, electricity to a team, again, like, you can't quantify that. Like, that is I think insane. You don't think the electricity is context, though? Like, look at the Bears and the Oakland Raiders are in two separate different phases of, like, success. Like, the Bears yeah. have a young quarterback on a rookie contract who has years ahead of him to like produce without needing to get paid they had a top 10 defense last year so adding a player like this could bring them into top five top three if that happens and they have young offensive talent like that that makes sense for the bears i get it for the bears i just don't know and i think this might have been john gruden's thing and i'm personally am more of a belichick like fine value and like quantity kind of guy yeah. like and I just think that if I'm trying to start a team and I see, like, we're not where we need to be, I'm not going to hunker down on a massive piece like that on a side of the ball where we're not really that good even with him. So it just... I mean, again, again, I just feel like if Gruden wants to step in and be that leader, if he has another different game plan, I get that. But the way that it was, I do feel like Mac was a huge leader um, of the team in the locker room and on the field and so leadership is the difference for you yeah yeah absolutely um 
you, I see, again, those are intangible things that I can't quantify because I'm not there. But again, like I said, based off his teammates' reaction, like this is not, like their initial reaction was real. It was like, oh shit, what the fuck? And then they had to save face and be like, oh, it's part of the game. Like this happens. I'm sad I can't play with my friend. But I feel like that initial like deleted tweets is real screenshot that shit that is your real first emotion like what the fuck is happening you know what i mean and i do feel like again we all know the stats everyone knows that but there should it just seems like based off the reaction there is an intangible like something that you also don't know what you just did to your team morale like like there's a lot of things that there's a lot of moving parts that are not the statistics and performance related. But are you going to like, that's a huge investment for like hearts and minds. I don't know. I, I guess you're right. I think he said, he said in his press conference, like we'll get second guess on this till the cows come home. I think they yeah. will be. Um, I don't hate the move for Oakland. I love the move. Well, I don't say I love it. I like the move for Chicago. Um, I, you know who the, the Rams apparently were also in the mix? A lot of people were. That would have been fucking insane. The Rams with Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, and Donald yeah. Suit, like, that would have been disgusting. I'm so glad it didn't happen. Um, before you get into Colin, you brought up betting, and I, that was one of my pieces of news, is that there was a report that came out recently saying that gambling revenue is expected to bring in, alone, gambling revenue alone, $2.3 billion for the NFL. Wow. Which NFL revenues total in terms of like just the national league wise was only eight point three million dollars, so that's like a quarter, like a twenty five percent bump in your revenue. Even if you include the local team revenue, which is another five or six mil, like yeah. you're still looking at like a fifteen, ten, fifteen percent bump. People just get from addicted like- to gambling the same way they're addicted to like alcohol yeah. and drugs. Like I used to work with a lot of people that owed thousands of dollars regular ass normal ass people that like they have apps where you can you can bet anything you can bet like like on the score on the range of a score like like you can it's crazy i personally but this is better though i think i like that it's been legalized because that kind of shady shit with bookies that's how you get kneecapped and you know your daughter kidnapped and all kinds of fucked up shit happens to you. I mean, I At personally do like... not. I just don't do it. I'm not a gambler. I don't. And then people and I also am terrible at predicting. And people still ask me to help them pick. Like I don't know why people still do that. You're my friend and you should know I'm not. I'm terrible. Yeah, I couldn't gamble either. I don't make enough to gamble. That's really what it boils down to. But <laughs> like I'm terrible luck. I just have. I should not be trusted. And you should not trust my picks to bet your money on because it's not my money. And you're not about to be mad at me. So the thing is, I'm wondering, too, is so this report makes it seem like this is really just about, like, increased, like, in rights fees and ticket sales and, like, kind of everything around the gambling. I'm wondering that they haven't cut deals with, like, game, like gambling or gaming associations, have they? Like, if they do, would that bring in more money? Like, I'm really curious to see if that happens. Like, if they get a standard like two percent off the top or something like what yeah the, if this is without that this could be a massive game change for the nfl which is good for them to combat you know rating based on core cutting on everything that are going on so um i think i would want to keep an eye on where gambling revenue i mean we're gonna be in goes. vegas you should go to a bookie i'm not doing that or, if, or like a bar that's what my brother did when he went 
That's sketchy. Like, it, I mean, we should. We should have a live viewing. We're going to be too drunk trying to get you to show, you know, your tip to Diplo. So Don't you remember last year, though? Like, we were, I was up at 6.30 in the morning ready for these games. You were. Years ago. I wasn't. <laughs> you weren't. I forgot. <laughs> Listen, I was chilling. Yeah. I was in the hot tub. They had the fucking football games on this big screen so I could drink my rum and coke at 9 o'clock in the I mean, it was like seven o'clock in the morning, but it was Vegas time. So it was really, it was fine because I was way on East Coast time and I was chilling, drinking in the hot tub in the morning, watching this football on this projector. It was awesome. I didn't even have to leave, honestly. Oh, Lord. But I, and that's our plan because if it's hot, as, if it's like it is here in Maryland, I don't know how it is when you are because this heat is just not for me. Um, yeah, Indiana is actually cooling down, so I'm not, it was 80 today, I didn't want to kill myself, that was an improvement over two days ago, so cheers to that, supposed to be like 75 tomorrow, I'm ready, ready. Yeah, this whole, I didn't Uh, know there was a a hurricane coming through. Where, your side? Um, I, listen, I feel like people are crazy and they use any excuse not to do shit, because my nanny family is like traveling to somewhere in the midwest it might be indiana i don't know where it is exactly it's a smallest town near this little carnival and nanny mom was like oh it's canceled for the weather why bitch why you're in the middle of nowhere like oh yeah the hurricane is causing rain you're in a landlocked state but yeah not in fucking indiana i'm confused i'm confused yeah you know i haven't heard anything about that she's lying i was no they might be lying to her and then i was thinking about going to the beach on sunday I have Sunday and Monday off, so I was, you know, and then someone was like, oh, but about the hurricane, I'm, I don't watch the weather, like, I don't do this. Man, I got the dark sky on my phone. If they don't tell me about a hurricane, I don't know about the fucking hurricane. Right, I get a weather alert, like, tell me about it. If not, I live in <laughs> Maryland, like, I'm sorry, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Be- wait, one more thing before you go to Colin Kaepernick Uh-oh. on Team Light Skin, just because I know that's going to be a big deal, I'm going to get the smaller news out of the way. Um, I just want to talk about Yes, Cleo Mack is the highest paid defensive player right now, but Aaron Donald also got a massive fucking contract. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, the Rams finally paid Aaron Donald six years, $135 million, $87 million in guarantees. So I'm liking these high guarantee numbers that are happening, especially for defensive players, um, especially for quarterbacks. So I'm all about this contract. Um, yeah, so I just want to make sure people knew that that was a thing that happened. Was that your second piece of news? Huh? That was my second piece of news. Yeah. Okay. So now we can dedicate the rest of you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm so excited because I've been wanting to talk to you about this for like three days now and I cannot. I couldn't. I save it for here because this is the most cute little summary. It's like I want to like I know for Nike it's all about business and they, they literally made a brilliant genius business move and I get it. But the pettiness and the intelligence behind it is so sexy. Like, I I love it. Like, you know I love this. Like, I love it. Anyway, so it was announced that Colin Kaepernick is going to be featured in uh, Nike's 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. It's a shot of, um, like, his upper face, and it says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Um. 
They should not have done a close-up. He looks like a fucking bird. It's not a No one cares what he looks like, though. I do, goddammit. I know you do. Um, but... Give me an acting shot. I don't gotta look at your but... face. No, it's... But I, he has more coming. He has more coming. Okay, anyway. Um, I think that it's it's very, very important that a business is thinking that he is good for business. Because the NFL, which is a business, let's not forget thought he was terrible for business which is why he does not have a job currently from the NFL so I do I do think it is like a very big pause moment like drop the mic everyone shut the fuck up that this huge Nike is huge is I don't want to say believing in him because I do think it is money oriented I don't I don't I don't I do not personally believe Nike is like yes Kneel for the anthem. I don't think that, but I do think that it does mean something that a business is quote unquote hiring him pretty much when the NFL did not want to, you know? Right. I mean, the um, thing is, Nike knows where it's butter is like, what is it? Where it's bread is buttered? Yeah. Like they make money off the backs of black athletes and selling products well, to. But black also, they, I mean, they're very intelligent because so there is a study that um, basically. Two-thirds of a study of consumers thought it was important for brands to take a stand on social issues, any stand, versus doing nothing at all. Um, And I think that that really is important because this is Nike playing up on that. And um, they're taking a huge stand. Even, you know, white America, Trump's America was not happy. Um, They... Burning shoes, old ass fucking shoes. They probably number one. You're dumb as hell. You already bought it. You already bought it. What you should do is return it. Return it. Get your money back. That's because they can't return it. Those are some fucking shoes they had in their closet for two years that they weren't planning on. You're dumb as hell. You are dumb as hell. There is no way I'm destroying my own shit. I already paid for. I already fucking paid for it. You already have my money. Now I'm destroying my shit for why? Why? You're being dramatic for no damn reason. You can shut the fuck up. You're literally being a quote-unquote snowflake like you want to say the fucking liberals are because you're a dumb-ass piece of trash. Like, think about it. You are cutting the, the checks off your own fucking socks. You're stupid. You are really stupid. I'm sorry, somebody's cutting socks? I didn't even hear You the didn't socks see that, people? I just saw the shoes. Listen, because they probably couldn't afford some Nikes. Let's be <laughs> So they can only afford, at, you know, no shade. They got the 1999 six-pack no of socks. Cool. You wanted you wanted you wanted a little swoosh. That's fine. So you got the little socks, and they are cutting the Nike swoosh off their socks. I mean, number one, this is not the the early two thousands. We don't really care about what socks you wear anymore. But so it doesn't. I mean, you know, people used to pull up their socks to have like Bonadachi, Sobiato, Nike, whatever. We don't. No one does that anymore. So cool. I mean, cool. I still probably show my Nike socks. Don't read me. I mean, maybe it has a comeback. It's fine. I think it's having a moment. I think it is but again, a you burning your shit, you're just looking stupid. Everybody's still wearing their goddamn Nike socks. I saw the most white liberal, I mean, white conservative Republican literally wearing a MAGA hat in Indiana with his Nike socks on. So Perfect. You should have taken a picture stupid. and put that on social media because I should have. That would have been like, look, if you, Trey but... Vandekamp the fourth can still go outside of his spirit and his goddamn Trey Nike the socks. The fourth. <laughs> Trey. Trey Vandekamp the fourth, yes. 
Mm-mm. God damn it. But I mean, have you looked at the commercial yet? Apparently it's a two minute commercial that's airing on the no. first on the game today. Yes, because that's shady as hell, but it's so smart. Nike is so smart. Like they are so smart. That's what I want. That's what I texted you about this morning. I haven't I did not watch it. I'm waiting for my moment. Because I want to have a I reaction. I want to have an authentic it. reaction for the podcast. Yes. I'm doing a lot of when the game is on. For this and our eight viewers. I appreciate you all. Um, actually we're up to fifteen. Thank you very much. Ooh. So Ooh. Um, but did, so apparently a study was done. CBS News reported on this this morning mm-hmm. that after their just do it campaign, um, they released it. Nike's approval rating has dropped um from 76 percent to 60 percent so you right their stocks have also depending on who's reporting it their stocks have also decreased between two to three percent however this is short term however they have received as of tuesday when i researched this during the day so it had only been out for a day 24 hours in 24 hours they received an estimated $43 $43 million worth of media exposure. Wow. And isn't this, and this was going to be branded merch too, right? The merch yes. hasn't even dropped yet. So like that's yes. going to bring in dough. Do, 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 do. Um, so his so deal, people... his deal includes, um, it was reported initially that it included his own branded line, um, shoe apparel, et cetera, sh- shoes, jerseys, shirts. Um, that was uh, denied by another reporter, so it's really unconfirmed as to what his deal actually include. He oh, has... so there's no, there's no branded merch. Um, there not, has to not, be. There has uh, to be. Not officially, but he just trade. He filed a trademark last week. Um, for the I'm with Cap, uh, brand that he, you know, because he's made shirts and stuff. Um, so he filed a trademark last week, so that doesn't really support that he doesn't have things coming out. You know what I mean? I just might not. Right, right. They might just be waiting to announce it. It might be limited. Like, it's, like they it's waited not, to announce this for right. so long. It's not so. confirmed. Because, but he's been a Nike-sponsored athlete since 2011. Hmm. Um, they have been paying him under an old endorsement deal, um, but they were inactive in marketing him. And that deal ended last spring. So they basically didn't know what to do with him once he... May re-upped now. Yeah. Um, so reportedly, the deal was influenced that he has now. The deal he has now is the contract is a star-level deal deal that's on par with a top-end NFL player. So millions per year, royalties, everything. Wow. Um, so allegedly, this... Uh, so his deal ended in the spring... Um, they sat on him for two years and they didn't do anything with him for real um, since he wasn't playing, which which is understandable because he wasn't playing for a team. How do you market someone that's not, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. You, you got to think about a new like, strategy. Yeah, like, right. you gotta bring this is not a normal people. thing where like you can't sell a dirt. You can't do all of the stuff you've done before um, right. with an athlete on a team. So basically Adidas and other people showed a lot of interest in him. And Nike took that interest and said, fuck y'all, we're going to keep him and make it super lucrative. And now he's there. I'm, I'll be interested to see how this plays out. The one thing I do, as a side note, I don't understand why even he's so... His I'm with Cap uh, trademark, he even spells his name wrong. Like, why can't... Why do we just keep dropping the E? It's K-A-E-P. I don't understand. I wouldn't want my fucking name fucked up like that. Whatever, it's not my money. Um, I don't know, so yeah. but it, I don't know if he has like 
if he's making caps, I don't know if there's some little cute thing he's doing. I don't know. I feel like a well, lot the of hashtag people... I'm with cap has been out for a long time. And right. It is spelled K A P, and right. I've always thought that was fucking stupid too. But I don't. But... I I feel like there's a reason. I don't feel like even even though he trademarked it, he maybe he trademarked it because he knows he has a Nike deal now, so people might want to buy more of his shit. Um, I don't or know want to sell something with that on it. Right. Or something I don't like know that, if yeah. Nike is using that 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 line. Um. But if Nike is using it, it's gonna be more. It's gonna be intelligent. You know what I mean? I hope not. I mean, yeah. I just feel like if you have the opportunity to let Nike like reset the narrative, use your right name, dude. Like, get it together. I, you know, I'm. I feel like there's no one knows anything right. Now. Like, I'm ready for the commercial. I cannot wait. But again, I want to yeah. see it in time. I want to see where it's placed. Like, this is like a fake Super Bowl right now, and uh, I'm here for <laughs> it. That's what it feels like. I'm more interested. It is. I cannot wait. Because I'm also yeah. ready for the Eagles to not. They need to go down tonight. Do go well. down. Oh, I want to see pain. the Eagles embarrassed. <laughs> I'm I ready. I want to see it. I'm ready. I am Their ready. Their defenses look like shit this preseason. I'm ready for it to be exposed. I cannot wait. I'm ready. Well, let's take a break, and then we'll come back with our um, team check-ins and mandatory Cowboys coonery. Do you know I got yelled at? I'll talk, we'll Why? talk about it next. We'll talk about it next segment. Okay. All right. Hey. Yo, we're back. Wait, so who's yelling at you? Why? Just fuck up. Someone's yelling at me. Hold on, hold on. What? You said somebody was yelling at you after the whole Cowboys thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sam was yelling at me. Why? I Apparently, there is Raven's hate. I didn't even remember talking shit about the Ravens. Also, his name is not Sam on this podcast, okay? He's Big Daddy Boom. I will not call him that. All right. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> he's gonna have to have a guest appearance. If he's- hey, I'm ready. Oh, God. Um, pause. Okay. So yeah, let's <laughs> check in with the Washington the team in Washington. What's going on with you guys? Um, so you know the rosters are in. Yep. Any Basically, surprises? No, not really. I mean, we just have we have a young ass team. Like there aren't really. There's nothing, for y'all. Um, we I have, thought like, Jordan Reed said he was healthy, quote unquote. We'll see how long that lasts. I mean, he wasn't put on the injured reserve list. I feel like that's different. <laughs> Officially, he's not injured versus him being healthy. <laughs> I think those are two completely different things. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll just be interesting to see. We have a pretty young team um, that's super unproven. Um especially on defensive uh, line, cornerbacks. Like, we really have Norman, and then that's it. Um, and then wide receivers. Crowder is our most accomplished wide receiver. That's a little stressful. Um, but, you know. I mean, I'm hoping Dotson actually makes some moves this year. It's That was the saddest pick I've seen you guys make recently. We're just going to let – I a young team is either going to be – what it is a young team or awesome so you know i feel like it is what it is um adrian peterson only needs 37 yards to move to the top 10th place or 10th rushers of all time he'll definitely get that this season he might get in the first game are you excited for ap still 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for everything. I feel like we have a really good mix of veterans, like accomplished veterans and young rookies or in their first one to three years in the games. And I think that that provides a really excellent way to develop them. Um, it says a lot that uh, they're like, because Skandrick is gone. So it's literally Norman and then two youngins. Um, is Skandrick you know, signing with the with the Cowboys? I thought I thought I heard. I believe he's with the Chiefs. Oh, okay. okay, I believe. Um, but let me, I can double check that. But yeah, um, yeah, he's with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, it's. I think that you just have to trust Gruden. You have to trust your coach that you know it's going on. This is the first time I've been able to say that in a long time. Um, which also leads me to there was a Washington Post article. Um, asking if Gruden is not good or not bad. Which one is it? That's so shady. Um, they throw a lot of shade to my team at the post, but that's fine. Oh, wait, wait. My team is technically the Cowboys, not my team. Sorry. Whoops. I mean, he's um, definitely not bad. I think he has been allowed the most freedom that Snyder has let any coach have in a while. Um, I think he has done a lot, like, the past couple of seasons. Like, haven't been great, but they have been pretty consistent. Um, he's in his fifth season. He has two more left in his contract. A lot of people are talking about this is his do-or-die year, which I do agree. I think that we have to get back into the nine and seven realm of things. Um... So you think a winning season saves his job? Just that's it. I do. Okay. I do, and it does. Again, it doesn't have to be crazy because we have a really hard schedule. Um, so I don't think anyone is expecting anything crazy. But I do think um, you came from having to a losing team, and if you can keep it around the same nine and seven area, then I think that you're good to go. You are showing improvement and consistency. And I think that this year we really just need to be more consistent within the season. And, like, we had these awesome games where the underdog and you came in and then you had games where you just shit the bed and, like, it was terrible. I think if we master the consistency within the season, we will be set. It'll be good. Are you going to miss Cousins? No. I have a team that I was attached to, and it was, like, in 2004 – and because someone asked me this week, like, who is my player um, that, like, made me love my team? And Easy like, question. I was thinking about it. I know for you, that's why I didn't even bring it up on the podcast because it wouldn't be a conversation. Like, it would be <laughs> dumb for us to talk about it. But, like, there is that era in, like, in 2003, 2004 with, like, Riddell Betts and Chris Cooley and Sean Springs and Sean Taylor and LeVar Aaron. Like, there are just so many people, Fred Smoot. Um, it was so many. Clinton Cordes, Champ Bailey before Clinton Cordes, like that trade. That arrow at a weird bar. Oh really? He was he was kind of attractive. Yeah, I guess. He wrote I was really cool, but I can't be my attractive like who I thought was attractive cannot be trusted. I was too young. But um, yeah, like like just even you weren't seven this time, right? Huh. So you weren't seven this time. I wasn't seven. <laughs> I wasn't legal though, so <laughs> no comment. Yeah, fish posh. Um, but yeah, it, there's just a moment where like that team was where I fell in love with them for real, and 
not the quarterback position. I was never really in love with the quarterback position. So that's why I, I guess. Not even sexy Rexy? I hate sexy Rexy. <laughs> my brother loves I remember Rex my mom Gershman. running around the house screaming sexy Rexy. I would never forget I hate that. sexy Rexy so much. So much. My brother thought it was the most hilarious thing when we got sexy Rexy. Because in high school, I played fantasy. And my boyfriend at the time, I think he only needed like maybe six points to win or one point to win and win like the whole thing the league we were in and I was playing against him and it was tied and then Rex Grossman got negative points and he lost because of Rex Grossman when he was still the Bears so I thought that was the funniest shit in the entire world and then my team signed him and I was very upset oh man oh goodness I know but then what is a brother if they don't troll you Robert was going to get me like a Rex Grossman jersey that's how that's how deep it went. He can still get one. I don't want. How do you how do you feel about this matchup coming up with Arizona? You got yourself in the win column, the loss column. How you how are you feeling? I think we might win. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do. What is your rationale? What is just the gut feeling? Just a feeling. Because, okay. Yeah, just a feeling. I think that this is an important game to win. I think that. It's kind of like what Gruden has been saying in all his press conferences. Like, we just have to win it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they say when they ask about Alex Smith. Like, do you think he gets the strategy or the team, the scheme of the team? It doesn't matter. He just has to get it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, we have to win this. We have to. You guys are in do or die mode right now. We are. We absolutely are. Like, our division is, is, is not, like, the Eagles just won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, we, we have to play contending teams twice a year. They so, are going to have a Super Bowl hangover. I feel it. I feel it. I, I am 100% here for it. I am here for it. But, um, you know, I just think that we we are very – we are kind of like an unknown, underrated, underdog, young team, and I feel like you have to come out swinging. You have to come out doing it all. Like, I'm not – I'm a kind, this is like the first season where I'm not – usually I want like a slow study, like don't do anything crazy the first game, just like – Run the ball, play it safe. And this is the first season where I'm like, nope, put it up, put it up. Do that crazy shit. Show them what you got. Like, come out. Funny that you say that because we're going to talk about this next week. But 538 released this nice piece breaking down, like, how despite the success in the passing game, like, statistically overall, like, teams are not passing enough. And I definitely want to talk about that with yeah. you. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that next week. But um, let me... Are are you? Should I move on to my team check in? Yeah, if you want, that's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah, we made our fifty three man roster cut too. Um, there were really no. Uh, I wouldn't say no surprises. I was surprised we cut Brandon Bolden. I think they were expecting to get him back because we've done that yeah. before. But um, Miami signed him. We let go of Mike Gillisley, which I'm good. That was a failed experiment. I was so disappointed with that whole thing. Um. So we'll see how Jeremy Hill plays in that role. I'm assuming that's the role he'll take on. Because that's the only really bruise, I think, between the tackles between we have. Although Rex Burkhead showed some skill there anyways. We're still really fucking thin at wide receiver. We yeah, that only was surprised. So thin. So thin. Um, I mean, no one was just cutting it, I guess. We signed two people, um, two, and then I think one of them was Amara Jarbo, who we ended up cutting because he failed the physical. And then we brought in some people today for practices um so like i think it was at seven veterans like kendall wright was one of them from the bears 
Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see what goes on. I, I know for a fact, I think they will add another wide receiver within the next couple days, I think, or week. Um, but I'm not worried. I mean, when you have fucking Tom Brady throwing the passes and we have such, uh, you know, running so many running backs involved in the passing game, I'm yeah. not super worried about it. Um, but that was the one thing I saw stand out. Um, in terms of injuries, I'm glad that Jawan Bentley is back. He's a linebacker who was showing really, really, really good promise in the preseason. So I'm excited to see him play um, on Sunday. We did have an injury to Duke Dawson, who was one of our um, first couple draft picks. He's a cornerback. Um, so all of our – we have Isaiah Wynn is on our injury reserve. Braxton Berrios is on injury reserve. Um, Sony Michelle is nursing some kind of knee injury thing where he had to get it drained. You know, Duke Dawson has a hamstring. So it's like all of the picks that – Danny Atlin got cut after not doing so fucking well. I'm sure he'll hit the practice squad, but – out of all the picks we had in the kind of first couple rounds, none of them are really going to be, um, have showed anything super special that I've seen so far. Right. Except Isaiah Wynn, but he's gone um, for the season. So it's just, it's a weird holding pattern. So we'll see what happens, I guess, with that. Um, I, Tom, Tom Brady released the epilogue for Tom vs. Time, which is kind of like the preparation for this season. Yeah. And I just love, like, it was really short as five minutes, but he was just like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about what people say or feel anymore. And I was like, that's right, Tom. You are a fucking legend. They can gargle your motherfucking balls all day long. It doesn't matter. Just so FYI, I'm not watching Tom vs. Time. Why? I'm just, I just, I would rather watch LeBron Shop Talk. You haven't seen any of them? I've only watched it with you. I haven't seen the rest of it. I mean, it, 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 I, th- I don't think it's coming back this season. I think it was just like another Reese, like a, to, to cap it off because they didn't really show kind of what happened. Just, I guess I just, I'm thing. not watching it. I don't, I didn't finish Damn. watching it with you. I think I fell asleep. Damn. I feel a little I mean, disrespected. I just, I mean, I'd rather watch Hard Knocks. There's so many other things I'd rather Hard Knocks watch. is trash. What are you talking about? It's, I just tried to watch Hard Knocks and it was not the business. I'd so rather watch that. I guess. Whatever. Um, in watching Converse, you're mad. In the last, I'm a little pissed, but it's fine. Um, I really forgot, Michelle. You're with me watching the game. I mean, I guess I was really drunk out of my mind too, but I forgot how close to winning that game we were. I forgot. I mean, we had a five. We were down five points. I think that you two minutes, two minute drill. Tom Brady with the ball. That's like the ideal scenario in any game. The Tom Brady two-minute drill is fucking legendary. Yeah, but Jay Gruden talked about how they made him want to come back to coaching. That was a self-preservation moment because I don't – you were surprisingly not upset, as upset after that game as I thought you were going to be. Um, And I just I just think that – we're talking about the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just think that that was a moment because I was, I was happy they lost because – if the if the Patriots would have won and you are not there due to the circumstances mentioned earlier, um, you would have. There would have been a murder. It would a been murder. A, we would be doing this podcast from jail. Talk, <laughs> talk left, like through the glass. I and, think maybe that's why it didn't hit me as hard. But like watching that, like rewatching the last episode of Tom vs. Time yeah. and seeing those things, like seeing that fucking strip sack I was like I don't think that you like like, engage in the game as much as you would have normally because I think that no matter what the outcome was you would have been I wasn't there if you literally like yeah 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 that's real 
And then seeing that, like, Hail Mary, Gronk had that fucking pass in his hand. Like, it just, it was all so close. And I just didn't realize how close it was. It made me so excited for the season. Um, we're going to do it. I'm calling us in the Super Bowl this year. I do it every fucking year. I don't care. Um, so that's the thing. And then I just want to talk about this idea of, like, I feel like aging is becoming a thing, like, a big topic in sports right now, right? And, like, yeah, we a talk about, like, people... players... Talked about Adrian primes. Peterson this week about how he's still just old. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, why can we accept that we have had advances and everything else? Every players are constantly breaking records and yeah. running faster and doing this and doing that, but we don't expect people to play old longer into life. Like the idea that Tom Brady's falling off some kind of cliff is insane to me when I've seen but how you also the people even. that are reporting this are people that are not playing because they're old, so they might not know about or have a bias right right now you know what i mean they might have their own personal issues they might have a lot of things going on and again they might not know that the actual technical advancements and how they work now because they're not playing they are broadcasting right Um, because everyone difference in age has been a previous player that's just talking shit basically is how i'm viewing or someone like max Kellen who's never played in his life talking shit so Um, I mean, yeah, it just, when I, when I was thinking about that and kind of in the context of my team, I just, I thought about like, Brady does not prepare like most quarterbacks. Right. Like, his routine is different. The things he emphasizes are different. He talks about pliability, not like strength. Like he's not out there doing all this like weightlifting and shit. He hasn't been injured in so long. And he, like, McDaniels had an interview where McDaniels said, like, you know, Josh, our open supporting Josh McDaniels. He's like, you know, Brady is still working to improve his game. I think a yeah. lot of people who are like, oh, I'm the greatest ever. Like, I don't have to do shit. Like, I'm the stud. Well, you know what I mean? Like, that. I'm going to go and do my thing. But I he's humble that, about it. He has that hunger. I think that there's, I think there's an age where people begin to believe that natural ability starts to decrease and physical disability starts to increase if that makes sense like there's a seesaw but brady was never one for natural ability well i know or not, not but natural does have natural ability he does his his the way he prepares is his natural ability he's in he enjoys watching and preparing that is his natural ability for the game hmm. his greatness is natural like i'm not saying he just gets on the field and throws the ball but his greatness is natural to his character Yes, it's in the work ethic, which is natural. That's it's in the preparation, it's in the detail. He loves that shit. There is something about a naturally gifted, which everyone in the NFL is naturally gifted because you're not going to make it there. But there's something about the elite naturally gifted players that, for some reason, there's this moment where people stop talking about how awesome they are and everything that they've done, and now it's just like you're old, and it's. It, it's like you fall off a cliff. There's no gradual talk about it. It's like, oh, you're old, done. You're 33, you're old. You're, you're like, and it's so strange because the season before you're talk, you can speak about how they're amazing, how they're going to break these records, how they're dependable, how they're awesome. Like, and then all of a sudden it's just, oh, you're old. You deserve to be in a wheelchair. You're no good. And it's, it's just kind of ridiculous because, again, Peyton won a Super Bowl and he is basically held together, like a skeleton held together by strings. Like, and he was trash playing in that game. It's like it's like his just, play was awful. It's, it's that mind over matter shit. And I feel I just feel like people and then Peyton wins and they're like, Oh, his mind, his blah blah blah. But you weren't saying that shit earlier. You know what I mean? Right. The narrative only changed because he won. Because he won. Right. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's like 
we have an ageist society. I don't know what it is. About, we absolutely like, do. We've talked about this before. But this focus on age in football is just very weird. And I, I feel like it kind of comes out of nowhere, if that makes sense. Like, not I think Earl Thomas had the best fucking response. So in his... Um, he made an IG post kind of about what's going on with the whole thing about him possibly being traded to the Cowboys, which didn't happen, et cetera, et cetera. And he was said, you know, Father Time is undefeated. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to beat Father Time, but I'm going to take him to triple overtime. And I'm like, that's the fucking Absolutely. Like, right. It's not that I'm going to, like, play forever. I just know that I'm going to extend my career beyond, like, what the normal person would be playing. Because and I don't I'm think, I don't think any player wants to play forever, though. You know what I mean? No! There's a point where no, you don't want to play the game. Like, and whenever that point is for you, whether that is at 28 or if that's at 48, then that's that's your personal decision. And I don't feel like it's it's anyone else's judgment. It should be anyone else's judgment to sit here and be like, oh, you're too old. You should you should not be doing this. But like, why not? Why not? I'm not playing out there. I sure as hell am not. So if you want to. And I think age matters in some positions, right? Like, I think age would matter at, let's say, cornerback. I think age would matter at, say, running back I think a little bit I think age matter like wide receiver but I think quarterback like especially quarterback like Brady like you are I mean controlling the game and like age matters but if you're a coach if you're a coach who sees you every day and sees your practice and has seen you is see has seen firsthand what you've done and how it fits in his scheme of of his plan I don't see why like if he doesn't feel like you're old enough then cool you know what I mean? Like, right, because he's liking what you're giving him no matter up. how old you are. Right, right, right. right. So I just want to have that little age conversation because I think it's stupid. I wish you would change the narrative. I think we should find other ways to talk about this thing. I think we should be celebrating players who are playing older and longer right, in their careers, absolutely. not like predicting their doom. Um, so I think, I do think that this will happen as, again, players keep playing. Like, I think Julian Edelman is 32. He's considered yeah. like old for wide receiver. Right. He's going to play at least another play. Like, at least. Like, so I think we'll see this thing change over time. Um, to close out my team check-in, I'm going to talk about this Texans game that's coming on, on Sunday. And it's going to be a fucking battle. So how do you uh, predict your team faring? Or are you... I think, I think we're going to win. Uh, I mean, last time we played the Texans, it was a tough game. Deshaun Watson showed the fuck out. Our defense got embarrassed. And Tom Brady still came through with fucking five touchdowns. So Are you concerned I think... about injuries at all? I'm concerned. So I think tech, I don't think they were at full strength on defense last time when we played them last year. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one thing I'm a little concerned about. But I think we've gotten better on defense. Mm-hmm. I think that um, we also have seen Deshaun Watson before. I think people underestimate the impact of like not having enough tape on someone to watch. Right. And like game plan for, so I think it'll be a little bit different. I don't think he's gonna ball out like he did last time. Right. And with that, I think that we won't need as much production to win. So I think we will still win the game. Um, but I also feel I like you guys—it's gonna be a battle. You guys winning the first game is not as big of a deal versus like my team is. Again, I feel like we ha- like we have to win this. If we don't win this game, like I don't know. I wouldn't say this is a must-win. You guys like not, because no. you guys are good. <laughs> you guys tested. You guys went to the Super Bowl last year. You have been to the Super. Like you guys are a good team. Like over a long period of time, so you have that cushion where like you can go out and not 
and be okay. Like, it's not going to affect the rest of your season the way it would terribly – Not I, w- I don't want to say crush the rest of Washington season, but I don't know. They have to win. Like, I don't know what's going to happen if they don't win. I'll tell you one thing. We may not – it may not crush our season if we don't, if we don't win, but if we don't win, I guarantee you – People are going to talk shit. Headlines everywhere. Brady's over. It's the end. He's over the cliff. It's oh, but yeah. like, no matter what he does, if no he lose that game, it's going to be his fault, and it's going to be fucking stupid. And I want us to win just to not have to deal with that fucking bullshit. Like, and just to also hear like Max has said on first take, like if we if he balls out on week one, he will admit he's wrong, and I my heart wants nothing but to see those little blue eyes stare into the camera. <laughs> Tear up a little so bit crazy. and utter the words. You're so I'm crazy. Fucking wrong. So crazy. I want it. It gives me an erection thinking Ew. about it, and that is what I need. I need this it. This is a very sexual podcast. Well, oh. you know what? Okay, I had to pull this energy out of my ass from nowhere. I okay? know. I three vodka tonics in an hour. This literally this is, is where we are. Seventeenth <laughs> attempt of this fucking podcast. We had this podcast was like pulling, like literally we gave birth. It was going to be featured with Joe Speckies yesterday. That would have been, I, listen, it's going to happen one of these days. Especially if I go to a game, we might have to have a moment where I record my reactions in the game. Last time I went to a fucking game, it was ridiculous. It was. Last time I went to a game, we lost. Jesus Christ. Last time I went to a game, we it was versus the Eagles. It was two years ago, I think. And there are these short ass Eagle fans in front of me. I have my glass on because I can't see far away. And this short-ass man was talking mad shit. We came back and we won. And so, you know, I don't do well with people talking shit to me all game and then we come back and win. It was a little rough. I bet you were on a thousand. On a thousand. He was short, so I told him, did he need to stand up on the chair so he could see the scoreboard? <laughs> he was rude to me. He asked me if I could see the score with my glasses when we were losing. It was not uncalled for. It wasn't. It wasn't. Mm-mm. So where are we going to talk about the Cowboys? Okay, yeah, so now I have to, I was, uh, I have to, I hated too much on them, so I have to support them, I guess, now. Um, Wait, who said, is this what Big Daddy Boone said to you? Sam definitely said that to me. I don't know who this, this Big Daddy Boone is. Um, <laughs> you, I'm gonna, you're gonna own it. I'm gonna, like, make it a thing. It's gonna be a thing. I would rather call him that and refer to him that way this entire year than... Have to support have the the segment. It's really hard. Oh my god, can we can we propose that trade off? Because I don't want to talk about the fucking Cowboys. I mean, I'm. It was, it, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. We'll see. He'll listen to it, and then I'll get some texts, and I'll either get cussed out or we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I just found out about this. I mean, I'm really trying hard. This is as positive as I am gonna. It's as gonna get right. Um, so I found out some interesting information. I did not know that the Cowboys had a, a Jersey jinx. Did you know that? What do you mean? They, no, I don't know anything about this. They do not like the Navy blue jerseys. So they're one of the only home teams that were white at home. Number one, here's my eye roll moment of the day. Number one is that Jerry, they, Jerry wants the Dallas Cowboys uniforms to be iconic like the Yankees pinstripes uniforms. Sir, False. you better shut happen. the fuck up. It's never going to happen. You're wearing a white dumbass jersey with blue. Like, stop. And your blues don't match. So, like, let's get it together. It's never going to happen. Jerry is, is insane. He should be in a home. Like, it's not real. The fact that you think that's a real thing. But 
So they have these these blue jerseys, and they don't really wear them anymore because there's this random curse. Um, it started back in the 70s and 80s. In 1968, they were upset by the Browns in the playoffs. It's kind of funny to say that out loud right now. Um, <laughs> when they wore, yo, these. the Browns are going to be in. This I think year, they I are. Like. I really do. Yeah. I think the Browns are going to be real. I'm excited to see that division. Um, but so yeah, so in 68 they wore these blue jerseys and they were upset by the Browns in the playoffs. And then Super Bowl in 1970, they lost to the Colts when they wore their blue jerseys. Then all of 1970, since those two major losses, um, there was this jinx. So they thought that like they were gonna lose. So then my lovely ass shady NFC East teams would choose to wear the white jerseys at home to force them to wear the blue jerseys so because of the jinx so they would lose. Mm. I think that's <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> 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 the NFC East is real fucking live. Like I just cannot. But um I love that. The NFC East is like Gossip Girl. It is. It's fucking, we could be all terrible, all with one win, and there's always going to be fights, punching, t- like, all types of right. craziness. The battle in every worst. game within a division is going to be, like, do or die, no matter how It's our Super Bowl, for real. Like, they're good games most of the time. But, yeah, so then, also in 1980, the Eagles beat um, the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game with those jerseys. In 1982, they lost to the Washington Redskins in the NFC East Championship with the Navy Blue Jerseys. But then in 2014, they went back-to-back games with these Navy Blue Jerseys. So they may may or may not have broken the curse. Week two and week three of 2014, they beat Tennessee and the St. Louis Rams. So maybe the curse is broken. There's no excuse as to why they lost all their playoff games with Tony Romo, but, you know, that's there's no jersey curse for that. Um, But, yeah. That's it. That was a little interesting tidbit of information. I love how you said you weren't supportive enough, and then you're supposed to be more supportive, and then you went into a curse. But we're going to end on that. I was, it was a <laughs> historical informative lesson. It was still shady. It's fine. Um, have to do- <laughs> so we're going to take up. a break. No, we have to do we'll encroachment, sir. What are you talking about? We're going to do encroachment when we come back. Encroachment winners or losers. All at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> hey. Do you those ugly ass LeBrons I just sent you? Those are very ugly. Is this like Hermes leather strap around the ankle? No, I'm not into it. Anyways, welcome back, people. So, encroachment, what do you got this week? Um, I just I wasn't have this in news, but then more stuff talked. There's two things. I'm just gonna mention the first one. Did you read Andrew Luck's article about his like depressive state? I thought that was interesting. I didn't. I just saw a tweet saying that he was like a miserable bitch while he was injured. That's it. Yeah, but he was. <laughs> he had a moment. He like went to Amsterdam and like, yeah. He. I. It was cool. It was a good read. I definitely recommend it. Um, my encroachment moment I thought was personally kind of funny. Um. So, Ravens kicker, um, I may not be saying his name correctly, which is uh, sad because he's from Norway, which is where my people are from, but they have some crazy ass names. I think it's Kari Vedvik. Um, he went out on Saturday night, early Saturday morning. He went out Friday night. So, early Saturday morning, he was assaulted. Um, mm. He went out and uh, 
I believe, Fells Point in Baltimore. Um, he was out with some teammates. He decided to stay with the ladies that he met up with. Um, his teammates called him at 3.09 a.m., and he responded to them that he was good. And then all of a sudden later, he was assaulted. Um, where he was allegedly assaulted, he has no memory or recollection of any of this happening. Um, the closest club bar slash gas station was several blocks away. Nothing around him was open. Um, and it was a residential area. So that's a little weird. His wallet and cell phone were gone. Um, but yeah. Them hoes drugged him. That's what it was. They did. And they took his shit. <laughs> that's what I thought. I don't want to say it. I'm glad you did. I'm glad we had the same reaction. I was like, you can't trust these hoes. That's it. Yeah, something happened. Like, yeah, something happened to you. Someone stole your shit for real. That's what happened. Wow. But yeah. That's my moment. <laughs> well, I have, all been talk, here. I have to talk about this fucking Steelers offensive line dragging Le'Veon Bell up and down the block. Oh my god, it's been rough. So, we know Le'Veon Bell's holding out because of his contract. And I do want to talk about that because I think they're pushing arguments on both sides. But these, like, offensive linemen, so Steelers all-pro guard David DeCastro said, I think we're all disappointed with the expression. We're stuck with our foot in our mouth. We all Thought we'd be here. Um, thought he'd be here. Pouncy, Marky Pouncy said he thought we thought he'd be here today. He proved a lot of us wrong. So it was like they had faith that he was going to come back. So I think in some extent, like they were supportive of the holdout over the camp to the extent that it's like okay, but when it's time to show up for the team to like win, like you're going to be here, right? And he was. And when that wasn't the case, shit turned sour. So <laughs> excuse me, Raymond Foster said. Here's a guy who doesn't give a damn. So we'll treat it as such. Yeah. So we'll treat, so we will treat it as such. I just hate that it came to this. To me, that is like, that's serious fucking business. Then Raymond, he goes on and says, Le'Veon's making seven times what I make, twice as much as what Alejandro Villanueva is making. And we're the guys who do it for him. Which I am sympathetic to the fact that like these guys are on the fucking front line, smashing their heads up against the helmets of these other linemen. Like that, that is rough work. That is grunt yeah. work. That is not glamorous work. And yeah, not at all. for us to be like, okay, we're in this together. Like, I feel like running back to quarterbacks and their old lines have like a deep relationship. And for yeah. you to like turn your back on that to where they're willing to talk about you like this yeah. in public is. Should you even go back? Like, what does business. that even say about you getting the contract that you want? Mm. He's not getting it in, in yeah. Pittsburgh. It's not happening in Pittsburgh. They're not going to do not it. Not going to happen. Do it. Um, And I think Raymond Foster had a better point when he goes on and says, it's an ultimate team sport. We've created a league of individuals. And I think that's true. Like, Le'Veon Bell thinks that, like, I do all this shit by myself. Like, I'm out here, like, doing whatever. And, like, I'm not taking anything from his talent. Le'Veon Bell is so... He has a degree of finesse on his feet that I have not seen. I love the patience behind. I love the sidesteps. He does a big work as a receiver. Like, I get why he wants to pay his ultimate offensive weapon. But you have to acknowledge that your success in those roles are because you have a great offensive line blocking for you. You have Antonio Brown taking away attention from you when you play as a receiver. I mean, you can't be a successful running back without an offensive line. Like it's Yeah, never- and you have Ben Rossberg throwing you the ball. So it's, it's not like you're out here doing the, you know, the whole thing by yourself. Like, yeah. it is a team sport. So I feel that. Um, and I mean, it just Raymond Foster just goes on. He says, my mom died. I went to the funeral and I came to camp the next day. 
Alejandro okay. Villanueva has seen people die and has come and given all his team. And, like, he's tired of the antics from Le'Veon Bell. And I'm like, I I feel it. I get I it. I feel it. I feel it. And then Marquise Pouncey says, you know, <clears throat> it's not even about the fact that you're sitting out. It's the fact that you're playing hide and seek. So he says, why let your agent say this? Just man up and tell us what you're going to do. And I think that's right. right. Le'Veon Bell's manager is paying this whole, like, we'll see when he comes back. He'll be between the lines. We might do this. We might do that. What the fuck are you going to do? So but these dudes can make plans traded, for their at team. At this point, just say you don't want to play for the Steelers. And, you know what I mean? Like, Right. I'm not playing unless I get this contract. If I don't get this contract, I'm not fucking playing. Let Everyone can game plan around that. You And at this point, I think, if the relationship with the... I mean, <laughs> did you see the Where's Waldo tweet? That I did. That now? was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Drag. So if, if your offensive line people were supposed to block for you and open up lanes for you, or had this much animus towards you. It is Marquise Pouncey and Raymond Parsons speaking out the most, but, like, there's no way they're throwing out Alejandro Villalueva's name, and he hasn't talked about this, too. You know what I mean? So, like, if three out of five people in your O-line are like, fuck you, like, how do you expect to come back? and Like, how do you expect to be part of that team? Like, your time in Pittsburgh is over, and I think that you need to just admit that, and, like, people need to start talking about trade. exactly what we were talking about earlier, because with Khalif, it was... Your teammates are shocked they didn't pay you. You know what I mean? And then in this instance, it's like, okay, shut the fuck up and, like, come. You do know what I mean? It's completely, like. I mean, I think it's different because they were going to, like, I don't know if they were going to, like, franchise tag or I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was an option for, um, for Mac. Khalil Mack or if that was what they were talking about. But, I mean, Bell is getting guaranteed, like, $14 million in this franchise tag. And, like, I get his point that, like, this is my last year and I'm going to do a year the ground right and like i need to secure myself long term but i think that if you realize it's not going to happen long term with this team tell them to fucking trade you some team is going to pay this money and pittsburgh is going to get something back in return they're not going to let you go in the you know free as a free agent for nothing in the fall so if you just stop doing this dance about i may come back i won't come back you can all just cut to the chase and get to the trade talk because that's what it needs to be at this point um and I am just wondering if you have any comments. I saw a lot of people in the comment section on these articles talking about saying, oh, they're just haters. They're just mad because he's getting paid more than them. And it's like, I don't think it's really about that. I think that they make that comment to say, like, you're sitting out for money when, like, we're putting on all this risk on the front lines for much less. I think that's a valid Having a good critique. offensive line is the most underrated thing in the entire world. You cannot, <laughs> so do, you cannot do shit with You cannot have an amazing quarterback. You cannot have an amazing running back. You cannot do anything without an offensive line. Like Nate at all. Solder leaving bothered me to my core. I was like, that's a fucking key piece that's gone. The, whole, the I'll piece be of this that you need, like to have an offensive line that is together for years is so fucking valuable. Like, it's, right. I just, I mean, I don't, I completely agree. And I love the shadiness. I love the public shadiness. I'm here for it. I love it. If only that I like that the team, that the team players are just forcing the owner's it. hands at this point. Yeah. Because, like, there's no way the owner or GM can say, oh, we'll bring Le'Veon Bell. We'll keep talking about this deal. You can't bring him in on a deal now because he's lost the fucking team. Right. It's over. He like he so, like, yeah he won't if he plays for the Steelers I will be shocked because you're literally shocked. Shocked. the rest of the team that you don't give a fuck about them shocked I'd be shocked um so I mean I'll definitely we'll definitely see this play it plays out but I think he'll probably sit out he's definitely sitting out week one is what I've seen from the court so far um I think he'll probably sit up up to what week three before they decide to just trade him 
But why wait that long? Just so no one else will have him? I mean, I think it's so no one else will have him. Petty. I think it's like if they can get him back, like maybe he wants the money, like we can get him and like you need the money for the franchise tag and we can make a run with you at this last moment. Like it just. But your team hates you clearly. Like. No, I just hate how like it just feels like a gross situation. Yeah. And I just think it got this gross because no one wanted to be honest about what was going on. I mean, I'm glad like, it's at the right. very least. Jay, uh, John Gruden was like, I'm not paying you that much, Khalil. Like, that's it. It's it's it. Right? Could you, <laughs> you imagine I mean? who like... would have snapped up Bell? Could you imagine? Yo, what if we got him? I know I'm talking crazy, but like, lit, like, mm. That could have been a game changer for the division Listen, at least. Listen, we didn't have a running back, and if he was available, what we, let, they, my team is known to drop a lot of bread on uh, some dumbass people. Like, and someone will drop a lot of bread on Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell is worth a lot of money. He plays right. running back. He plays wide receiver. Like he, he so does why, a lot why not be in a situation? Like it's kind of clear that they don't want you. At the, you know what I mean? Right. They're not willing to pay for you long term. So at this point, I feel like you should just be demanding a trade. I don't. I don't know what you expect to get. Right. Um, like the this. goal is here. Yeah, and I think at this point, even if you were to sign a sweet contract, you've lost your team. No one wants to fucking play with you anymore. Um, I don't think this kind of animosity builds overnight, and I don't think it goes no, away overnight. there's something. So, yeah. this is some shit people have been feeling for a while, and if you, like, it's not going to resolve Especially itself. publicly. Like, you don't get people to pop off for no reason. Not like this. And it's, and again, it's like not, it's not even just players popping off against another player. It's players against popping off against a star player on yeah. their team. Like, I can't remember that ever happening. I don't yeah. know the last time it's happened. No, that's yeah. And your old line was supposed to block for you. Like, I mean, come on. Like, there were rumors. What was it? Rumors last year that like they let like the uh, Raiders O line let like David Carr get hit or whatever because of some drama. Or whatever. Like, and there was nowhere near the signs that were coming out of you know Steelers right now. Right. So I even if I was Le'Veon Bell, I wouldn't want to play behind that offensive line at this point. Right. It's time to go make moves. Figure it it's out. It's time to go. It's a wrap. It's done. So, um, glad we agree on that. Who's your winner? So, huh? Who's your winner of the week? My winner of the week is Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Um, he was named the starter of the Jets. They, as he's the only rookie drafted, rookie quarterback drafted in 2018 who's actually starting for their team, which I think is significant. Um, <clears throat> they traded away Teddy Bridgewater, who is a, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is a really undervalued asset in my yeah. opinion. I think, I think he's getting. <clears throat> I don't want to like bring race and everything, but I really do think he's getting the short end of the stick because he's a black quarterback. Like, yeah. there's no way, given what we've seen from him and like what we've seen from other people who are starting across the league, that like there's no, he just has there was no opportunity. It's crazy. So, I think the Saints got a deal. They traded a third round pick to get a six round conditional plus Teddy. Like, that's a deal on a proven commodity like Teddy. So, if he ends up taking over the reins in New Orleans, I'll be happy about that. Um, good for him. But. How do you go from having Teddy Bridgewater and offering Kirk Cousins, what, $90 million guaranteed to, like, right. Sam Darnold? That means they have to have some kind of confidence in you if they're willing to kind of right. go back and all that stuff. So I think he wins this week. We'll see if the Jets win for selecting him and if, if it's a good fit for everyone. I'm excited to see how it plays out. I haven't watched him in the preseason, so I can't give too much opinion on that. But I would definitely keep my eye on him moving forward. Who's your winner of the week? My winner is Nick Foles. Mm. This man because Carson make, is sitting. He's gonna make not only was he named the starter, but his deal is an incentive deal. By by playing thirty three percent of the snaps on on or tonight, he will make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What? Yes, Ricky. 
Thirty-three <laughs> of the snaps tonight. He will make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for when Can I go make, play thirty-three percent of the for snaps? For when I will he will make hit. another two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, he has the potential to make half a million dollars in one evening. Jesus Christ! Is he single? <laughs> he looks low gay. If we're gonna be honest about it. Damn it! He's married to Tori Moore. Who is she? No one cares. Oh, that doesn't cute mean too. Whatever. I hate when these guys have cute wives. It's like, no, this is not what it's about. Like, I know we want to hate on her. I want to hate you, but I can't because you look cute. Whatever. Anyways, loser of the week. My loser of the week <clears throat> is the National Football League. Oh, there is. I mean, you. They have just let let this entire Colin Kaepernick protesting get. They are in a complete responsive position. Yeah, they fired the entire team, the whole thing. Like, it's just, it's awful. Like, you have, you just lost your first, you know, hearing in this collusion case where it's going to trial. You're probably going to lose. I'm sure they have some evidence against that. There's no way to, you can look across the league and there's, like I said last week, there's a prima facie case for collusion just about who the fuck is starting and who isn't starting this week, this year. So that's that. Then you have your, one of your biggest partners, branding partners, Nike, is endorsing this player who you fucking blackballed. And then you're forced to come out with a statement saying you support the issues so that Colin Kaepernick stands for. You should have just done in the instance. first place. If you did this in the first place, nothing would have been an issue. No, you would have avoided all of this drama. Like, this is why I, I don't understand why they're paying Roger Goodell so much fucking money. Because the NFL has, terrible. it has not been so scandal prone. It, it's just they don't know how to respond to anything they're always yeah. in a re- defensive position something happens they react something happens they react you need to control the narrative and they don't know how to fucking do that roger Goodell doesn't know how to do that so i think this whole deal with nike and colin kaepernick the fact that they have this two minute long ad I'm featuring so colin excited. kaepernick a player who they were trying to blackball because they didn't want to like whatever your season opener is going to be invaded by that shit from your biggest commercial part like it's just insane Hilarious. to me how how spectacularly they failed at this and how much not only that it? your negotiations aren't even finished yet you don't even have an active policy on the fucking anthem thing yet because you jumped the gun and didn't talk to nflpa and now you're like it's just it's awful it's awful i have not seen a bigger pr blunder from a massive corporation in a very long time and that is saying a lot given what's going on these days <clears throat> so yeah they lost for me um my loser are us as the viewers of the NFL mm. because it is now official that teams can wear their color rush uniforms throughout the year. So this, I like our color rush uniforms. Don't do, don't do that. This specifically affects viewers of the Jaguars who wears a nice shade of gray Poupon. Um, you said gray Poupon? Yes. <laughs> Miami in their Cheeto orange. Um, Ooh, and yeah, those are awful. Washington in their ugly ass gold. However, I haven't seen you guys in color rushing because you want to know why you want to know why because my team last year ignored the NFL orders, the official NFL orders to wear their color rushing uniforms. Oh, they are ugly, but it looks like a mustard. The team bottle. felt that they were garish, so they chose to wear their burgundy on burgundy and said, "Fuck these color rush things," and the end. Yeah, so, that that mustard look is not it. No, it's not. These yellows, like why, why, like out of all these three teams, you pick the ugliest colors. So someone, whoever's in charge of this, clearly has a personal thing against us. These three. Ours are beautiful. Um, How are you going to allow people to wear all white as their color rush uniform? 
like the That's Cowboys, right. and then you pick Grey Poupon Mustard for Jaguars. <laughs> Wait, I need to look this up. Like uh, you ha- like or the yeah. orange for the for Miami Dolphins. Like what? That's that is like that's that's ridiculous. Clearly their color is that teal whatever green blue. The teal thing is have. not even a bad color. You let Carolina wear that all fucking blue shit. Like what like why do you pick the most ugliest that, Ooh, ugly that Yeah, that is an ugly color for Jacksonville. Ugly. I'm telling you it's a grape coupon mustard. The time you spread it on the bread and that's what the fuck you're you know. I'm looking like. at a meme that has fucking Blake Bortles in a <laughs> thing of grape coupon. <laughs> There's no other color that accurately depicts that cult. Like, that is Grey Poupon Mustard. Oh, wow. I mean, yes, yeah, some of them are good, though. Like, I love the Titans. I love ours. I have two Tom Brady color rush jerseys. I like, um, the, I like the teams that actually have colors. Like, again, yeah. the all black or all white miss me with that shit. Like, I agree. Why? I agree. Well, also, shout out to our colorblind viewers in the NFL, because they're really going to suffer. I don't know if they figured that shit out from the two seasons ago, but the color combinations they were doing were not working for certain colorblind That's viewers. Funny. What if yeah. there was a colorblind player? What would you do? If what? There's a colorblind player. I don't know. Would it would it matter? How would you see? I think they can still see. They just see colors in different shapes. Yeah, but what like if things. you're a colorblind quarterback? Oh, well, good luck. <laughs> If that matchup is not right, you what if there's like what if there's an interception? Like what what happens like in those moments where like it's just kind of like wow, these Vikings color uniforms are pretty too. Exactly, you don't have to choose that ugly ass colors for those three teams, specifically the Washington Redskins. That was disrespectful. You know what you're saying? <laughs> disrespectful. Disrespect you guys on purpose. Rude. That's people fine. Just, yeah, they didn't want to wear them and they chose not to. Cool. I'm here for it. All right. That and that note, wait, well, before we leave, I do want, so we're heading, we're done preseason. This is, this is our preseason, the podcast. We are thinking about how, I mean, we spent most of the time so far talking about just Patriots, you know, Michelle's team, Washington, and then Cowboys, and the Cowboys out of necessity. Don't forget. Um, but we do want to find a way to include more teams into the pod and like cover more games. So if people have suggestions on formats or styles or how they want to hear different teams covered, please email us at encroachmentpod at gmail.com. Open all suggestions. I predict we'll probably be trying out a couple different formats in the coming weeks to see what works. Um, hang in there with us and enjoy the game one tonight, guys. I'm excited. Uh, yo. The season starts. <laughs>